guys, I, I, I don't know whether to to laugh or to cry or to be angry or to just hang my head in disbelief. I genuinely don't know what to do. Normally, before I do these episodes, I write myself a bit of a script, some some pointer notes. Uh, but I'm jumping straight onto this as soon as the game, the full time whistle is gone and the game is finished. It, I, I, I have um. I've never been so shell-shocked in a game than I have been in this one. My ma- my mind goes back to that Tottenham game uh, that we played at Wembley where we were 3-0 down in the first half. Um, Lovren was having a bit of a stinker. The whole team was having a bit of a stinker and um, Jurgen Klopp kind of changed it around and uh, it was just a horrendous performance. One of the only times, or one of the, the the only times in recent history, I can remember actually turning off a Liverpool game, and I was very very close this time. It was from the first minute. It wasn't even as if, you know, once we once we had conceded four or five, and the game was done. I I, I can understand a bit more about the heads dropping and un, us making kind of silly, uncharacteristic mistakes, um, giving them goals and kind of just giving up almost but that doesn't excuse what happened at the beginning of the game when it was nil nil right from the first minute where we looked just disinterested lethargic like all of the negative words you can possibly think of were were apt to describe the way we played our attitude and and honestly just everything about the way we played like we know from the game at Villa Park last season that Aston Villa are a very good team at home and if we thought we could turn up because we'd won our first three games and just roll over Aston Villa given that they've won their first two games as well uh you know we got a rude awakening um I as probably as well as many other Liverpool fans you know knew this would be a tough game we did not expect us to to roll over this team I think you know if I'm being honest with you guys before I went into this game I I knew it would be difficult but I thought we you know we had it in us uh given how we've been playing and how how impressive we've been uh in particularly in the Premier League games uh over the past couple of weeks but but this was just this was just a performance that that kind of I think the reason it's so shocking is because it just came out absolutely nowhere um we we've started off so well we've you know yes that Leeds game was was there and we showed some frailties there but we you know we showed that metal and steel and resilience to get back into the game um and and end up winning that game and then against Arsenal and Chelsea we're very very strong uh very similar to kind of maybe even better than than what we were like uh towards the tail end of last season but today we saw all the things that or we saw some of the things that I was definitely concerned about before and I've talked about this on previous uh, episodes uh, this season about the complacency thing. Now I don't know whether this was down to complacency, but it's one of the reasons why I think I can put it. I can I, I'll put this defeat down to. We turned up thinking we are Premier League champions. We have won our first three games. We are in pole position and we deserve to win this game. Now for those of you guys who've been watching Liverpool and watching the Premier League for ages, you know that no game, no three points is a given. Us as Liverpool fans, we went through so many years of losing to teams like this, not beating teams we should have beaten. And we knew that we had to take, we you know, we couldn't take any three points for granted. We knew we had to grind and work hard for every single uh, performance, every single three points. That's why the title was so amazing because we'd been through those years of heartbreak of games like this, you know, not even in this, not even losing in this style, but, but games like this where we should have won, uh, but we lost, or teams that we should have beaten that, that we lost to. 
Um, and that's why this game, uh, I, I was kind of really frustrated because we just showed, like, so much... Uh, I, I, not even... Arrogance is probably probably the right word, but we, we showed it in a really negative way. Uh, I think we turned up and expected to roll them over. And I think um, we, you know, we got fully punished for that. And, and as I'm recording this literally just as I said, just as the final whistle has gone. So I haven't heard any of Jurgen Klopp's uh, post-match comments, but we deserved that by, by 100%. You know, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk a little bit about um, Liverpool's problems and stuff, but, you know, fair play to Aston Villa. They they came up with a game plan. Uh, they they saw what Leeds did and, and that they how they capitalised on our, on our uh, on our back line, always trying to push up. And they came up with a game plan to exploit it. Uh, Ollie Watkins, Jack Grealish, Ross Barkley, annoyingly, um, very, 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 very good. And uh, they're obviously three from three now. Uh, same points as us, you know, and I think their goal difference will be ridiculous now, given given that uh, this thumping win over us. So I have to put a lot of credit out to them. Uh, and defensively as well, you know, even though we did score two goals, they pretty much kept us out the whole game. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was um, I, as much as this game was all about Liverpool and our just like abysmal approach to the game and, and the way we played the game, uh, we, you know, it, it will be wrong for me not to congratulate Aston Villa on the performance they put in, uh, the way they were organised, the way they played, the finishing. The finishing was amazing. They didn't really miss any chances. I think Ollie Watkins had a chance, um, which he striked, uh, which he striked Adrian, but and Ross Barkley maybe missed one or two others. Uh, but that just shows, you know, this could have easily been a, a double-digit score uh, against Liverpool. Uh, you know, these are the types of scores that you would expect to see the other way around, you know, flipped around. Uh, a team that barely stayed up in the Premier League last season compared to a team that ran away with the Premier League title, but just shows how quickly things can turn. Um, and as I said, nothing is a given in this Premier League, and, and this is this is probably the awakening we need, uh, and the slap in the face that I think uh, Klopp and the players deserve after this game. Um, now, what we have to show after this is something that we haven't had to show um, in this kind of same guides before under Klopp, and that is an ability to bounce back after being humiliated. Uh, we saw earlier in the day the uh, Tottenham-Manchester United um, score. We've seen other big scores in the Premier League. Let's look at the Southampton game. as a Southampton-Leicester game from last season is a great example. Southampton were humiliated, but they used that as a catalyst to power through for the rest of their season and actually do incredibly well to finish where they ended. Uh, this, that's not a type of steal that Liverpool have had to uh, display before. Yes, obviously, we, you know, there's been many games, uh, you know, the Aston Villa game last season, for example, where in-game we've had to pull together as a team um, and kind of just, you know, grab the game by the horns and, and go and score. And we've done that so many times. So I, I, we, I know we've got that steal in us, but this, I think, for me, is a very different steal um, that we're going to have to show and a different type of resilience. Uh, given the international break as well, I don't know whether this that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think weighing up at it in my head, I think it is a good thing. I think it'll be a good way for the players to kind of escape from this kind of Liverpool bubble because if we had another set of Premier League fixtures next week, the whole lead up would just be cross-analyzing Liverpool and then, you know, then going into, you know, how are they going to be better? How are they going to be different in the next game, which is the Merseyside derby, which probably is the worst time to play Everton right now or could be the best. Don't know. Um... So I think on the balance of things, I think it's it's good that we that we're having the international break. I think before the game, obviously we had the 
well, a couple of days before the game, we had the kind of frustrating and annoying news that obviously we'd already lost Thiago to having to be self-isolated because of coronavirus. We'd lost Mane as well to the same. Two players that I'm sure would have probably, well, Mane obviously did start against Arsenal. Thiago probably would have started and both players probably would have started against Aston Villa too. Uh, and then obviously we had the unfortunate news of, of Alisson as well with that shoulder injury and, and Klopp's kind of come out and said that uh, it's not a given that he's going to come back into the team uh, after the international break as well, which is kind of worrying given Adrian's very shaky performance today. Um, I think one thing that I would say is that I think, you know, given Adrian's performance and, you know, he's been a bit dodgy, we, we know that, um, but he's a backup keeper. He's not supposed to play all the games. Is that the other options of, of Kelleher and, and and I'm not sure who else we have uh, as a goalkeeper a goalkeeping choices, but I think Adrian has to stay. Uh, it would be very tough to put in a, a inexperienced goalkeeper behind a back four that has faced a drubbing like this. Uh, I think that would be very, very harsh on them. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be um, very interesting to see how Liverpool show this show this type of resilience over the international break and come back, particularly in the Merseyside derby where the pressure will be on. Obviously, there's no fans there, but given the start Everton have had, you know, Calvert-Lewin on, on, on form, you know, the way we're playing right now, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison are absolutely going to rip us to shreds. So I don't know whether Klopp's going to just reinforce his his message and the way we play or, or whether he'll accept that we need to change a bit because if we continue to play like we are, um, you know, we are going to get... Uh, Aston Villa have just created the blueprint right now for how to absolutely batter us. Um, and I'm sure Carlo Ancelotti will be watching that going, you know, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin will be licking his lips watching that. So he can't have none of that. So I think, you know, Klopp's got to bite his tongue a little bit here and, and accept that he is going to need to change uh, the way we play defensively because if we play like that, we are going to lose to Everton and uh, I really don't want to be doing another one of these Let's Talk Liverpool episodes um, with us losing 7-2 to, to Everton. I, I, you know, I, I think I'll just quit this series if that if that happens. Um, I think one of the things I'd, I'd, I want to say though is, is the um, importance of Jordan Henderson in this team. Now he's been out a couple, last couple of weeks um, since getting that injury and coming off a half-time at Chelsea. And we've missed him hugely for, for his energy in the midfield and his passing, but his leadership in that midfield. I do not think for one second, if Jordan Henderson, Jordan Henderson was in that midfield, that we would have lost that game 7-2. Uh, I, I think he would have, you know, he would have physically probably gone and slapped a bunch of a couple of the defenders uh, and the midfielders in the face just to, you know, wake them up and, and get them switched on to the fact that this is Liverpool Football Club. We do not lose to Aston Villa 7-2. Just doesn't happen. And... Um, yeah, it, I, I think we should never, ever underestimate the importance of Jordan Henson in this Liverpool team uh, and the role he plays both on the ball uh, in terms of his, you know, his footballing ability, but also off the ball in terms of his leadership of the team. Uh, because, you know, we've seen now what happens when he's not in the team, when our back's against the wall, which there will be many, you know, which there will be times of. We, we've had it in the past and there will be many times in the future. But, um, you know, he, he just showed there, well, he the lack of him there showed for me how important he is to the team and, and um, be really, really important, I think, to get him back into the team after the international break. He was on the bench against Aston Villa, so hopefully he can get a bit of fitness. I think he is in the England squad um, and then he can come back into the starting team uh, against Everton. But uh, it's hard to it's hard to say what else what, what what else to say for this game. Diego Jota obviously making his um, full Premier League debut, getting the goal against Arsenal, but but you know not getting a sniff in this game. Mo Salah getting two more goals as well, good finishes from him, um, but you know are just completely overshadowed by by the defensive frailties and the defensive performance. And um, yeah, in the second half, the the heads dropped and and they just weren't learning. Uh, they're making the same mistakes again and again and again, particularly on that right hand side down the defence. Trent. 
um, I've talked about in these episodes in, in the first in the Leeds game in particular looked a bit shaky um, but I thought in the in the Arsenal game and the Chelsea game in particular um, he was kind of getting back to that full fitness looking a lot more like the Trent you know that we that we know and love from last season but he was all over the place defensively today like himself and Gomez I don't know what it was whether it was Jack Grealish making the runs whether it was Ollie Watkins kind of peeling more off onto Joe Gomez than, than onto Virgil van Dijk but but it was just a shambles down there and, and, and things only got worse in the second half and Aston Villa could have scored more goals um, yeah and, and I think the less said about this game game the better we move on I'm glad there's an international break uh, just to kind of change change up the the commentary, particularly in the media. And uh, yeah, so that's gonna that's it gonna be for this episode, guys. Um, hope you enjoy this one anyway. Obviously, we've got a little bit of a break now, but we'll be back after the international break for a huge Merseyside derby, and we'll have to we'll have to you know come back stronger than ever given this crappy performance. But uh, thank you guys for watching this one, anyways. Uh, appreciate you supporting this this series, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.